0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast. Making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Friday, July the 29th, 2022. It is currently 2.10 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas, where you can hear in my voice, so frustrating... I don't. I didn't even want to mention it, but you can hear that I still cannot talk in a normal way because, as as many of you know, I've been struggling with COVID now for it's the well all of this week, and I can honestly say, absolutely say, without any any chance of being proven wrong. This has been the worst I have ever felt in my entire life. There is no way to describe how bad I have felt uh this week, and it is so frustrating to sit down and turn on the microphone and I can't speak uh, with any any sense of normal normal normalcy I can't seem to speak correctly um very disappointing, very frustrating, but here I am, and I'm going to do the best I can with this situation. The the, the, the original plan to start was I was just going to mention two, two concepts, right? I was going to mention two concepts and say, that's what we're going to talk about today, and then kind of just circle back around and mention my struggle with COVID this week. But as soon as I started talking, I realized, well, I'm going to have to address something because people won't understand what's going on, and this is not good right now. Wow. Not good at all. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Hopefully, I can even do this. Hopefully, I can do this. I'm going to force myself to do this one way or the other. Either my voice will just go completely out, or I'll just pass out right here live on the air, and then... um, well, that'll be the end of the live broadcast. You, you'll just hear silence. you'll hear a boom, 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 and then you'll just hear silence. And you can be like, well, he he's no longer with us. He he's he's now, he's gone. Okay. Hopefully that will not happen. All right. But here we go. Here we go. I want you to think of two concepts, all right? Forget everything else that just happened. So let's do this again. Welcome everyone. It is Friday, July the 29th, 2022. It is currently 2.12 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you you live from Abilene, Texas. Wow. See, I can't even do that. Let's try that again. I'm going to do this right. I'm going to do this right. Are you ready? Here we go. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome. It is Friday, July the 29th, 2022. It is currently 2.12 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas. Many times... Within the world of Christianity, we are confronted with two concepts that somehow have to work together, but over and over again, they're found in conflict with one another, right? As Christians, we are constantly confronted with two concepts that we have to find a way to make them work together, but in many cases, they're in opposition to one another. They're in conflict let me give you two concepts. First concept is that which is theoretical. Theoretical. All right? With When you go to church and you listen to Christian podcasts or you listen to sermons, you hear a lot of concepts that really... Even though we claim they're not theoretical, in many ways they're very theoretical that like this is how it should work. This is this is what this means and and we we grab onto it and we've got the theory down and we say amen to the theory. we may applaud, we may say yes, that's so true. And we may tell everyone how great that sermon was. But when we really get down to it, we have a hard time from getting the theoretical to the reality. There's the theoretical, and there's the reality. In theory, it sounds good, right? In theory, we say amen, and everyone talks about how great a sermon it was. But if you really corner someone like three days later and go, okay, that sermon gave you this kind of theoretical concept. You said amen to it. You told me how great it was. How has it shown up in your life in reality? Has that theory, has that theoretical entered into reality in any meaningful way? And in many cases, the reality seems to contradict the theoretical. And we have to find some way to go. Well, wait a minute. Why is it that that's what we say in theory, but it's not what we are experiencing in reality? Now, either one, our theory is wrong. That that could be a possibility, right? I think that's I think that's a very good pause that that it, that we've just got the theory completely wrong, or or two we're just not following the right steps to get the theory to the reality. Or three, you could say, well, just because the the you know everything that we're teaching from the Bible is just not true. I mean, you could go full blown agnostic, atheistic, and skeptic. and say, well, see, that's the problem; it doesn't actually work. Which a lot of people end up there very frustrated with Christianity, believing it doesn't work because I think a lot of times they've been given a bunch of theoretical concepts that they never saw the reality of. Now, why am I mentioning all of that today? Well, as I've already now given away, well, most of you, many of you already know, I've been struggling with COVID all week and it's been really, really, really bad. Like I said, the worst the worst I have ever felt in my entire life with any medical issues I've ever encountered. I've never felt anything like this. This has been, this has been horrible. So today, finally, I was able to try to, I was, I was like, I've got to do something. I I haven't been able to do basically anything. I'm like, I've got to do something. So I'm like, okay, I'll grab my Bible. I'll try to find a devotional. I got to do something. I got I got to have hands on a Bible and a notebook and a pencil. I've got to do something, right? I mean, this you talk about just feeling utterly defeated and helpless and useless and worthless and I'm like I got to do something. So, I grabbed my Bible and I opened up a devotional and this was the scripture that was right there waiting on me. All right? You ready? Here we go. All right. Here we go. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. Here's the apostle Paul, and he writes these words. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, once again, that sounds like one of those great theoretical concepts. When I am weak, then I am strong. And when I read it, I'm just going to be honest with you. I just started laughing, going, "Well, clearly, that's not been my experience this week because I know I've been weak, but I have not felt strong in any way." shape, or form. I have felt the absolute opposite of that. Now, let's look at the context here. You probably know the context of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. We're going to look at the, con- the context. I'm going to ask some questions, and then I'm going to share a little bit of this devotional sitting here next to me, and maybe it will spark some thoughts in your mind, I guess the main thing I want you to realize is a lot of times you get these con- these theoretical concepts from the Bible, and it's great that you give you know that you say amen to that, that you agree with it, that you believe it to be true, and that you confess it to be true. That's wonderful, but I, I just think that as Christians we have to sometimes ask ourselves, okay, here's this concept, but what does it mean? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What does it mean in reality? All right, so. We're gonna do a little bit of work on this. Clearly, I'm not in a condition to do a, a lot of teaching, but I'm going to do what I can. All right, so here we go. Second Corinthians chapter 12. First, let's get context. 2nd Corinthians 12, 1. It is not, it is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelation of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ. Above fourteen years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth such a one caught up to the third heaven, and I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell God knoweth how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words which is not lawful for a man to utter of such a one of such an one will I glory. Yet of myself I will not glory, but in mine infirmities. Right? Given a great revelation, this great experience, but not not going to glory in that, rather in my infirmities. Verse 6. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. All right, so doesn't want what doesn't want anyone to think more of him than than he is. All right, doesn't want to glory, doesn't want to boast in this experience. Then what happens? Verse seven, and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. So to keep Paul from being exalted. Paul from being, in a sense, boasting or glorifying in it, he's given a messenger of Satan to buffet him, to keep him humble. All right? Verse 8. So uh, he's given a messenger of Satan to buffet me. um, As a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Verse 8. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I would rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, again, very, a wonderfully sounding principle, right? Hey, when I am weak, then God is strong. So make me weak. I will glory in my weakness. I will celebrate in my weakness because the weaker I am, the stronger he is. Now, again, that sounds so good, right? That sounds so great. But what does that look like? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What does it look like? I'm going to use this on me. When you spend all week, basically unable to even sit up, barely can get out of bed, barely can do anything because you're struggling with COVID. Oh, I'm weak. I'm still extremely weak right now. All right. Well, I'm weak. So now, as, as it says, when I am weak, uh, when I am weak, then I am strong. Or that uh, that I will glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest in me. Okay, so I can say that. Okay, Lord, I am so I am so weak. I am so weak these last few days. I have been so weak these last few days. But in reality, I'm strong. What does that mean in any practical, meaningful way? In what way was I strong? So I can say Amen to it. And by no and by no means am I questioning the validity of the principle. What I'm saying is how do we get it from the theoretical to the practical? Because I don't, I don't, I, from the theoretical to the reality, because I can be honest, I don't feel strong. I feel horribly weak and I haven't been able to do anything. Well, let's just see what the devotional has to say in regards to this. Let's, let's see how they handle this. Here is what it says. When I'm weak, then I am strong. Paul's attitude towards weakness was vastly different from our usual response. We abhor weakness and glory in self-sufficiency and man-made accomplishments. Even even Christians flock to hear a testimony from the sports superstar or the popular entertainer simply because of that person's fame and status. How many of us would make any effort to hear a man who said, "I will boast, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness"? I am content with weakness. When I am weak, then I am strong. I think of how I've struggled with my own weaknesses instead of delighting in them. I think of the disappointment of failing to reach important goals, of humiliation suffered that were too painful to even share with anyone, of somewhat minor but very annoying lifetime physical infirmities. Only in the last few years have I realized what a significant contribution these have made on my walk with God, uh, on my walk with God, and my service to Him. Especially in their cumulative effect, and their cumulative effect, I think I'm only beginning to understand a little the validity of Paul's statement: "When I am weak, then I am strong." I'm going to stop right here. There's only one paragraph left. Now, once again, he's speaking theoretically. Hey, I I think I I I think I understand it now. Doesn't explain how he, he does, he's express he expresses or she or he don't know uh, the author here. They they express very clearly the and very in a very realistic way some of the things that they've suffered, right the the. How, because of their own weaknesses, they they know about the disappointments of failing to reach goals, the humiliations suffered that were too painful to even share with uh, anyone, or somewhat minor but very annoying lifetime physical infirmities. Now, I know some of those same things because of my seizure disorder, because of what happened to me when I was in the military. I know, I know. Some of those disappointments of failing to do what I want to do and, and humiliation and all the other things that come along with having a seizure disorder, and neurological issues that derive from it. I, I definitely understand that. And I know how bad this week has been, like I said, the worst that I've ever felt in my entire life. And that includes all, you count all the seizures that I've had and all the crazy. This has is, this is gone way past that like a hundred times. Oh, it's just so crazy how bad this has been. So I can understand the reality of weakness, the reality of sickness, infirmities, and suffering. I understand that. That's a reality that's not theoretical. I understand that. But I don't know if I can simply say, well, I think now I understand what Paul meant. Well, if if you're going to tell me now you understand it, you need to explain it or it's just once again theoretical. So they got one paragraph to explain it. Let's see what they say. Sometimes when I'm introduced as a speaker, I cringe inwardly as the person introduced me, introducing me waxes eloquent about my accomplishments. I think, what if they knew the other side of the story? Would they all get up and leave? Yet, ironically, it is the other side of the story, the humiliation, the heartaches, the failures and frustrations, not the success and accomplishments that have qualified me to be there to speak. Those difficult times have driven me to the Lord. I'll be honest. It wasn't that I wanted to lean on. It wasn't that I wanted to lean on God. I had no other choice. But I'm finally learning that in weakness, I find strength, his strength. And that's the end. Now, see, that's 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 that church, uh, what I refer to as church talk or church speak, church language. It all s- sounds so good. You know, listen to that, that, that. That's just classic church speak. I'm finally learning that in weakness, I find strength, his strength. And everybody's like, amen, amen. All right now, what does that look like? What does that look like? Because right now, all I feel is weakness. That's all I feel at this moment. Absolute, this, this is what I feel right now. Total, complete frustration, anger, discouragement, probably a, a, about 50% moving to 100% full-blown depression, Irritation, aggravation, sadness. I, I could go on. I-, I don't feel strength in any way, sh- shape, or form. I feel totally defeated. That's what I feel right now. An entire week has gone by. I have been able to do nothing. D- do nothing. W- wasn't able to have church Sunday. wasn't able to have church Wednesday. I, at this point, I don't know. I, at, at this point, I don't know if I could even accomplish anything Sunday. I mean, I got to take another COVID test on tomorrow to see if, if I'm negative now. If I'm still positive, then there's another there's another Sunday wiped completely out. I can't get those Sundays back. I can't make them up. I can't can't do anything. So all I feel is defeat, discouragement. That's all. That's all I feel that's all i feel in regards to this so i'm going to ask i'm going i'm going to read second corinthians 12 now from a different translation i'm uh, saying we're going to get some uh, you know magic understanding here but i just want to uh add to our discussion here second corinthians chapter 12 all right um All right, um, I'm going to go, uh, where are we going to go? Um, I'll go back to verse six, 2 Corinthians 12, six. For if I want to boast, I wouldn't be a fool because I would be telling the truth, but I will spare you so that no one can credit me with something beyond what he sees in me or hears from me, especially because of the extraordinary revelations. Therefore, so that I would not exalt myself, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to torment me so that I would not exalt myself. Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord. I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna stop right here. I'm gonna stop right here. Because I have it, I have an idea. All right. When I'm weak, then I'm strong. Right? So weakness leads to strength in this formula. And trying to understand what this strength is, what this strength looks like is very important. Now, I'm going to give at least one concept here. When I am weak, because it seems to be, this is going more along the lines, when I'm weak physically, than I'm strong spiritually. Because clearly it wouldn't be when I'm weak physically, I would be strong uh, physically. That, that, That would not work. There has to be a difference between the weakness and the strength. There has to be a difference here. But I'm going to say this. Whenever, that I think the strength here is this, if weakness produces spiritual humility, if weakness breaks you, if weakness humbles you, if weakness humiliates you, which then breaks pride, then you are spiritually strong. I think maybe the strength here is there's a spiritual strength that flows from weakness because weakness breaks pride, weakness humiliates. And once that weakness is there and it breaks spiritual pride, that leads to spiritual strength. Just read those words again from the translation I was reading. Look at this, 2 Corinthians 12, 6. For, for if I want, if I want to boast, I wouldn't be a fool because I would be telling the truth. In other words, Paul's like, if I wanted to boast about these revelations, I wouldn't be a fool because I'd be telling the truth about these revelations, because they actually happened. But I will spare you so that no one can credit me with something beyond what he sees in me or hears from me, especially because of the extraordinary revelations. Therefore, so that I would not exalt myself. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to torment me so that I would not exalt myself. If weakness breaks any attempt of self exaltation, then weakness makes you spiritually strong. Anything that stops, ceases, hinders, breaks self exaltation is actually a spiritual, will lead to spiritual strength. Spiritual strength or spiritual weakness is the result of self-exaltation. When one exalts self, they become spiritually weak. When one is made weak and self-exaltation is broken, then one can become spiritually strong. So I think maybe the strength here is, well, if if, I, if, this, if this situation humbles me, And brings more spiritual brokenness. And more spiritual humility. Then I can say I'm strong. I don't feel strong in any other way. I don't feel... Like I I can, you know, oh, if I I continue to do live broadcast today, people are going to just see that spiritual strength. No, they're not. They're going to hear me stumble and get confused and probably say things in an incorrect way and make an absolute total fool out of myself. Now, that could have spiritual benefit to me because I would be humiliated, but it would not be that. You'd be seeing any strength. You would just be seeing the process of breaking me down so then there could be spiritual strength. So I will say that any weakness that that stops, hinders, or breaks self-exaltation equals spiritual strength. Any spiritual strength that leads to self-exaltation becomes spiritual weakness. I, th- I think we may be on to something here. Now now, please, I beg you, if I if you disagree or, or you you have a different perspective, please let me know. If I don't respond to you today, you can understand why, but I definitely will read it because I, you know, I'm not I don't 100. <laughs> percent trust my, my thinking right now, but I, I think that we're onto something here. And let's continue here. Let's continue reading here. All right, back to Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 6. For if I want to boast, I wouldn't be a fool because I would be telling the truth, but I will spare you so that no one can credit me with something beyond what he sees in me or hears from me especially because of the extraordinary revelations. Therefore, so that I would not exalt myself, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to torment me so that I would not exalt myself. Concerning this, I I pleaded with the Lord three times that it would leave me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weakness so that Christ's power may reside in me. So I take pleasure in weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and in difficulties for the the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I think the strength here has to be a spiritual strength that flows from spiritual humility. Humility. I think, I think the weaknesses break spiritual pride, which leads to spiritual strength. Here's, here's a question. Now, clearly, this seems to be going with physical infirmities. Do you think there's any application where spiritual weakness, spiritual failure, and sin can be utilized in the same way to stop self-exaltation. In other words, can one spiritual failure actually be a stepping stone to spiritual strength? Would Peter have been the Peter that we know and maybe an Acts if it wasn't for the fact that Peter denied Christ three times? Now, I'm not saying that everyone should go running around denying Christ three times, but I wonder sometimes it's that even in our failure, that actually can lead to spiritual strength. Do you think that the, the strength here is just the fact of spiritual humility? Or do you see it as some other kind of strength? I, I I don't, you know, if I'm if I'm physically weak, if I'm physically broken, if I'm physically being tormented by a a thorn in the flesh by a messenger of Satan that God allows into my life, does that make me all of a sudden more spirit have more spirit? Because a lot of times it's kind of taught this way that you know if if you suffer from some great physical some kind of physical sickness or injury or something that causes you pain, that God sometimes uses that to break you so that his strength and his wisdom comes through so that you'll be a better teacher or a better preacher and people will will see and hear God's wisdom and not you. I don't know if that's the case. Because I think that that physical physical suffering usually greatly hinders the ability to teach in a correct way. It, it, it impacts clarity of thought. I, I, I can wrap my mind around. Because I, I always say the definition of sin is the exaltation of I, right? The, the, the definition of sin is the exaltation of I. Well, whatever breaks or stops, hinders the exaltation of self or the exaltation of I has to lead to spiritual strength because wherever I exalt myself, I become spiritually weak. Wherever I, that self-exaltation is stopped, broken, then I become spiritually strong. When I am weak, I am strong, because when I am weak, I'm spiritually humbled. And when I'm spiritually humbled, when I become spiritually arrogant or proud, then I become weak. I think that I think that has to be the answer here. I just think the context gives that the answer. Because if we're if we're not careful here, we can almost be like, well, the people who are truly spiritually strong are the people suffering with you know stage four terminal cancer. They're the ones who are truly spiritually strong. Is there truth to that? The only people who can be truly spiritually strong truly are those who suffer the most. And if that if that's really true, then why do we ever pray for any? Any, why would we ever pray to ever have any physical uh, sickness removed? Why, if if physical suffering makes you spiritually strong, then why, why, and this comes back to the theory versus the reality, why do you ever pray for, for healing? Why would you ever go to the doctor? You're like, no, 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 no. I want to continue to suffer so that I can remain physically strong or, or I can be spiritually strong, I should say. I think I think that's I think that's a good question. Like here's the theory, but I think sometimes when it comes to practice, we we're not so we're like the theory is great. Theory is great, but I don't think sometimes we're really willing to put that into practice. Hey, so, you know, th- this suffering supposedly makes me better off spiritually, so then I'll just keep suffering. Now, I think we always look for look for relief. I don't know. I don't know how we get, I don't know how we work around that. But I, I can understand that anything that stops self-exaltation does have a benefit. I'm just gonna stop there. There's more I could try to unpack, but I would just put before you today, Second Corinthians chapter 12. I would just say 1 through 10, and you can uh, you can give me your thoughts and your spiritual insight, which may be far better than mine. And uh, maybe we'll circle back around to this hopefully soon. All right, I'm going to stop there. Whew, man, that took a lot to get through. Mm. Yeah, that took a lot to get through. Okay, we'll see how the rest of the day goes. I hope your day goes better than mine. And, uh, just, uh, uh, I guess I will say this, if I'm going to be any, what, con any, any, if I'm going to be consistent with this in any way, shape, or form, and I still don't have all the answers as I guess, just pray that this will make me as weak as I need to be so that there can be strength found in it. Um, should I pray for, for to get better like I mean it does raise that kind of question there but I just pray that I learn something from this and that I do come out um, that I come out better spiritually I guess I, like there's a part of me doesn't even want to say those words but that's something to at least consider today so you can email me newsif at yahoo.com newsif at yahoo.com but I believe I need to stop now so that you don't hear me pass out. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, Someone said it was glad to hear me and I appreciate that. And, uh, I hope it was, I think my voice got a little stronger. My voice got a little stronger, but my head, my head right now is not in good shape. So we'll stop. Everyone have a great weekend. And, uh, All I can do is when I tell you the second I can be back to normal, I will be back here in front of this microphone trying to make up for every lost minute. I can promise you that. All right. But until then, we'll, we'll see. We'll just see what happens. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. God bless.